BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on TheChairShot.com. Remember... Always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Thursday night, October 26, 2023. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Uh, I've got a bit of a fun episode planned here tonight. First, I'm going to go around the room and introduce my co-hosts here with me tonight. First, from the Rob the Genius Podcast, he is the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and he is the man with the golden shovel. Mr. Rob, welcome to the show. I'm going to be back. And Jason is on assignment tonight. However, however, we do have a special guest in the third chair, almost unofficially, if not officially, a third or fourth member of the uh, Mindless Wrestling Podcast. And this, this show is going to be kind of a, a bit of a, of, a, of a hangover episode because we are fresh off of recording with this guy on the DWI podcast. He is the commissioner of Them Dare Americas. I'm sure I did that wrong. From the DWI podcast and the bandwagon nerds, it is Port Charles Tunney. Tunney, <laughs> yes, welcome to the show. I I would wish everybody would take the liberty to go ahead and insert whatever they want. It all started with Ray Cash. Um, I think Percival Charles is his personal favorite. I um, like Percival Charles. Yeah, right. That's a tough one to top. But uh, I, you, feel free to continue to try and figure out what it is. I the the secret is I don't I don't know. Nobody you don't know. There's there's no that that's hey. That's that's the best part of it. And I say this is a hangover episode. Like I said, we did an awesome, awesome time on the DWI, DWI podcast. That is, again, on the chairshot.com. Uh, we did that. That aired uh, Friday. If you haven't heard that, go back and check that out. We did trivia with DPP, AJ Belaz, Ray Cash was on there. Jason from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast was on there. We had an absolute blast. Rob and Ray continued their feud. Yes. Um, I, I completely got my ass whipped. Um, I, I think Rob and I were tied for what fifth place or some shit like that. Fourth place, tied for fourth place. 
hell of a lot of fun. We had a blast, and uh, we're going to carry that over to tonight. Last week, we did a little bit of a watch-along. Uh, we're screaming right into Halloween, and last week, we had a little bit of fun. We did a, a, a comedy-type match. I don't think it was intended to be comedy originally, but it was sure fun to make fun of. This week, I picked out something uh, a little bit more... A little bit more gory. I picked out a blood letter for this one this week. Uh, I don't think this one's meant to be funny, but we may try to poke some fun at it. Uh, we are going to travel all the way back to the hallowed years of the Ruthless Aggression era WWE. This is SummerSlam 2006. If you want to pull it up on the Peacock and watch it along with us, that is SummerSlam Season 19, Episode 1. Again, that is SummerSlam from 2006. The match we're going to be watching tonight has a little bit of history behind it. We are going to be watching Mick Foley, and I'm not sure which version of Mick Foley that is in this match because it's been a while since I've watched it, versus Ric Flair in an I Quit match. And there's a little bit of backstory with this match because urban legend, shoot, work, whatever the case may be, there was heat between Foley and Flair. Uh, Flair never really cared for Foley as a worker because of the style of matches that Foley preferred to he got into the death matches and flair kind of likened him to a, a stunt man trying to play wrestler and that shoot feud would make its way on tv in the form of their promos and the two would go back and forth for several weeks before it finally culminated in this match and this one ends up being pretty bloody as i remember it and i think in the spirit of halloween and the spirit of blood and gore and scary and everything like that i thought this might be a fun match to watch uh, i'm going to start here real quick with our our guest uh, PC Tunney, have you ever seen this match? I yes, I have. Okay, um, not recently though. Um, okay, I've seen every WWE pay per view ever. Okay, as far as like starting with WrestleMania one, whether I watched it live or whether like DP and I had a streak from Mania ninety eight when Austin won the belt. We bought every pay-per-view like to the end of 2003 without missing one. Okay. So, and then now with the network, anything you ever didn't watch, but even back then we used to go to Blockbuster, God rest their souls uh, for not uh, taking the deal from Netflix early on. Um, we would go rent them and record them so that we had all the tapes in the library. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And the genius Rob, have you seen this match? Oh, I have not. And, and okay, so we've got one that Rob's never seen. Uh, so this ought to be fun to get his reaction, being that he's a big Flair fan, uh, both father and daughter. Uh, me, I did not watch this one live. Around 2006, 2007, I kind of checked out on WWE for a little bit. Uh, I had become a dad in 2005. Uh, my priorities shifted. So, and, you know, we went through some financial things. One of the things we had to cut was cable. So, you know, my wrestling was cut off for a good couple of years. And then I just, other things were more interesting to me at the time than, you know, watching pro wrestling. So I watched this one uh, retrospectively a few years later. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very violent. Um, and I think we're going to, I think we're going to enjoy this one. So again, I go back to SummerSlam 2006. That is season 19, episode one on the Peacock. If you need to pause, go ahead and do that now. The timestamp on this one is one hour, seven minutes. Uh, Lillian Garcia, the beautiful Lillian Garcia, which side note on that, she is the only WWE personality whose autograph I have. Um, I used to work with, it, I'm sure it's her ex-sister-in-law now because I think Lillian has since divorced that guy, but I worked with her ex-sister-in-law 
at the first clinic I ever worked at. And, you know, she's like, hey, she's my sister-in-law. I'm like, can you get me an autograph? And she got me a, a signed picture of Lillian Garcia that I keep around here somewhere. So, so we are, again, one hour, seven minutes. That is SummerSlam 2006. We are going to start watching this in T-minus three, two, one, and we're off. So, again, Lillian Garcia doing her announcement here. So this is an I quit match with Ric Flair and Mick Foley. God, the set just looks so like wow. It it looks mid to it looks like mid two thousand aughts. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean it, it does compared to what they're doing now. Imagine the Foley crash music is playing right now. It is. And he is in the cactus jacket attire. He's got the. He looks uh, good. He, looks he does good. look good. He looks a lot better than he. I think. I think he even wrote. Like, if you've never read any of Mick Foley's books, my goodness, and you're a wrestling fan, oh, you're missing out because they're the funnest reads of all time. Um, it's the reason he's a bestseller. But I think he did write the fact that he was actually in shape for this match, as opposed to some matches he had before this where he was not. Yeah, that what was it? What was the first one? It was uh, God. I bought both of them. I still have the first one. It was a tale of blood and sweat socks or something like that? Was that the first one? I don't even remember. It was like some long, ridiculous title. Honestly, but no, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's an awesome read if you're a wrestling fan or if you're just a fan of well-written books that tell good stories. His first book, Rob. Have you ever read his books? Uh, no. I've only read like a few couple wrestler books I, I i read like two of chris jericho's so i mean yeah jericho's and, books are good as well yeah um, but yeah i you know i read the rocks first book that was like the rocks first book but yeah i read kurt angles china's yeah but now, and now Foley's first one is awesome yeah okay, rick here. flair was still in decent ish shape here i mean he was probably what in his early 50s here Gold oh. on gold robe here. Like, yeah, is this probably. lead? Is this is uh? What mania we got coming up here? This is two thousand eight, so that'd be uh. Twenty. Is this is this lead up to? Is this the lead up to the retirement? Uh, um, I'm not real sure. Or is this the year before? This is two thousand six. So, what was the um? What mania? Oh, twenty four. He retired at. No. Is that right? So this is two years before then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, and we are off to the races here. Yeah. Well, the the match starts out like you'd expect: Flair taking punishment and fully giving it because yes. Yeah. Right away to the trash can. How do you think you brought up the fact that you know Flair bagged on Foley? Hogan did the same thing in a famous interview for not really being a wrestler, but then here Flair is collecting a paycheck for having a Foley match. And that's that's the irony of the whole thing. He just spends all this time trashing um, trashing Foley for his style and then goes in and works the style. I think Rick's opinion changes, though. I think the interviews where he says that are before this match happens, and they're like in the early 2000s. And I think after oh, yeah. this, I think Rick has the respect for Mick. Yeah, like I said, I, they, they, they're some of the... Now, right? I think they are now. Yeah, I think some of the uh, the early commentary was definitely a shoot, but as they hashed it out in later years, it just they turned it into a storyline for TV. Yeah, 
Um, well, because I mean, a lot of it was like the really early stuff, like when he was like before he before he went to WWE the first time. Like a lot of that stuff he did when he was Cactus Jack at WCW was just like gratuitous and you know. Well, fully Invader like amped up the violence. Yeah, he the barbed wire around his hand early. Yeah. Oof. I think I fell a couple seconds behind you guys. I I had to buff mine buffered here for a minute. What do we got? We got we got Jr. and uh, King on the call. I got mine muted, so Jr. and King are on the call, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you guys are just a couple seconds ahead of me. He's wrapping the barbed wire around the hand. He's got Mister Sacco. Like he, he's pulling out everything here. This is when they were still using Somebody realistic looking. Are you at one eleven twenty seven. Um, I'm at one eleven ten. Okay. Where am I at? I'm at uh. I'm at one eleven thirty now, so I'm with Tony. But yeah. Right, you a couple. You got you guys about ten seconds ahead of me. Flair with the nut shot. Flair always had the best working punches. Like Flair's working punches, I always liked watching him punch people because I'm like, damn, did he really hit him? Yeah. And he just laid he just laid some of those in in the corner, and now he's got the socko wrapped in fucking barbed wire. Yeah. There's a match, and I don't remember what it was. It was Flair. He chopped him with the fucking barbed wire socket. Yeah. And you know he really chopped him, too. Yeah, he does. Like, you like this shit, Mick? Here. <laughs> Let's give you some. He's going to rip the shirt off. Yep, and we are going to lay it in here, baby. Well, I'm on the same page. I'm on the same plane with you right now. Uh, Out of the ring. And this was when they were still using realistic or at least real barbed wire. If it wasn't real, it was realistic looking. I think they cut the, the back hinges off. They may have. It, so it didn't stick, but if you got caught with the front, you got caught. Yeah. And Foley's bleeding, so he definitely got caught with something because he's bleeding from the chest. Oh, man. Let, let me know when you get the oh. Foley. You get it? The what? Did you get the Foley stair bump yet? Oh, yeah. Just hit the Foley stair bump. Like, oh, dude, literally, legitimately looked at that and was like, everybody takes this the wrong way. If you legitimately got thrown at that as fast as you couldn't stop... That's how you take that bump, and that's exactly. Oh, oh yeah. This this match is so violent. Oof. Like this was uh, looking back when I watched this the first time, I was like, I'm feeling kind of ill here watching this. He's got the the barbed wire board. Flair takes, of course, face first. Oof, man. <laughs> oh, it gets better, Rob. Oh, this this is a lie. <laughs> Oh no! This this hasn't even started yet. Flair's oh, <laughs> Flair's bleeding because of himself. Nothing he ran into yet, Rob. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah. Flair held his breath and busted himself open. Here's how you can tell that those barbed wire wrapped around the socko that had the edges cut off is because none of their hands are bleeding profusely. Right. They'd be, right. they'd be dripping. Somebody, one of them would be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Flair's Flair. already busted wide open. Flair is built for this kind of match. It's what he does best is take punishment. Yeah. Sell people. like, And he gets to do it here and you know, I, with the master. Oof. 
And this is one of those ones where it's fun to watch. It's also hard to watch. Rob <laughs> reacted to the full body blow of that board with barbed wire on it. I oh, think. yeah. Let's, yeah. Here it comes. Oh, no. The splash. Oh, the elbow. Oh, goodness. Oh, and his arm stuck. All right. They had one barb in there. <laughs> this may be harder to watch than the 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 attempted murder of Shane McMahon by uh by Kurt Angle. Oof. Which the so Foley's trying to get him to quit. Blair's like, I'll be having none of that, so Foley gets the pounding. Oh vey. Yep. And you, probably, you guys probably don't have the audio up, but I think at one point, Flair, when Flair's got Foley down and he's trying to get him to say, I quit, he basically tells him, you say, I quit, or I'm going to kill you. This is more or less what he tells him. Uh, thumbtacks? They could get away with that back then. Foley's yeah. Take these bumps. I don't even, I, I, I've seen this match. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Foley takes attack bumps, not Flair. Keep watching. Flair, Flair does something pretty. If it's what, if I remember, if I'm remembering it correctly, Flair does something pretty wild though. Does he drop an elbow in him or something? No, but he, if I remember correctly, he intentionally rolls himself through them at one point. Oh, okay. I think that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, he just. Oh yeah. Oh, he not... does take the bump. Never mind. Oof. I'm wrong. But I remember the roll through. Oh, the thumbtacks. Oh. Hey, no way in hell, man. No way in hell I'm doing that. They say it's not even, like, it's not even there. It's in the back when they pull him out. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Aesop has said he's had a match worse than uh, thumbtacks. Lego. Really? I would imagine Legos are fucking horrible to bump on. There's no give whatsoever. Oh, yeah, none. None. Oh, man. This, yeah, this, this. God, Flair, this is, this is got, a horror show. He's got about two dozen in his right arm alone there on oh. the close-up on the ropes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we got the barbed wire bat. Oh. <laughs> Vince is probably in the back watching this right now. Like, why did I agree to this? Oh. How great was Cactus Jack as a character, though? One of the greatest characters. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the boots alone. Mm. Flair with the low blow. My God, Flair is just covered in thumbtacks. So disgusting. That old man's looking around like, why did I sign up for this shit? They're all in his ass, too. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. Is he, he's red. He's all red. His whole face is scarlet. Like yeah. the, only back, the back right of his head for his hair is white. Everything else oh. is, oh, he, he ripped him one there. He is not happy. He's like, you know what? Fuck you for asking me about this match. And yep. You, you signed up for this, and this is what we're going to do, pal. Holy cow. Yeah, I forgot how crazy this match was. Yeah, yeah. it's it's violent. This is definitely a, a, a one-watch special here. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not going to revisit this one, Rob. <laughs> Rob doesn't do so well with the with the deathmatch type stuff. I mean, these days I'm not a big fan of it myself, but I just thought for the theme, I thought this would be a good watch along. And given that Rob's never seen it, I'd like to get his 
his live reaction, and we're getting it. He popped a whole bunch of tacks out of his ass with the uh, f- uh, fists in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where he did it. He said, "You quit, or I'll kill you right here." Then he punched him in the balls with the microphone. Oh, he grabbed a handful of balls. He's got a handful now. He punched him. Yeah. Well, this, this, is, this is rough. Oh, well, it's gratuitous. Oh, he totally <laughs> the garbage can. Ouch. Oh. Fuck. You ever taken, you ever done any offense like uh, fully uh, apron to the cement outside elbow, DJ? No, there was one match where we went to uh, Hollywood, Florida. It was a shit show of a match. And actually, that was one that I didn't didn't get paid for that one. I was managing my friend Eddie. And it was a weird show because Cliff just sent me down there to get some some experience because I was still pretty green. And I was managing my friend Eddie. And we did this angle with – it was kind of stupid the way it was booked. We were the first match. And we wrestled this guy who was – probably my age now then and i'm 50 and he was supposed to also be in the main event because he was going over in the main event guy went over twice well there's one part where i've got him tied up in the corner as the manager the ref's back is turning my guy's supposed to hit him he's supposed to duck and hit me and we're on a baseball field and we're like, like literally the ring is set up on the pitcher's mound okay and i'm like now i've played baseball and i know how hard that ground is and i'm like okay i can either bump on the bump on the apron <laughs> And roll to the ground, or I could bump to the ground. Now I took the bump on the apron. Like, I, ain't doing, I ain't doing that out in the, the... The devil you know. Right, pretty much. So, no, I never took any of those crazy-ass Foley bumps. And, and Cliff wouldn't let us. Like, Cliff didn't teach that in his school. He was like, we don't want... Two things, we don't do the hardcore shit. Oh, here's where Flair rolls... No, that's not where it is. Oh, I know there's a yeah. spot where Flair yeah. rolls through the tax. No, Foley does. Foley does. And Foley does, but I thought Flair did at one point, through. too. No, he did earlier. Oh, okay. Move. Yeah. So the officials came out to check on Foley and Flair and was Melina's out there for some who knows she why. She was involved reason. in a, a, a storyline with Foley at the time. I do remember That's that. right. I remember him talking about that. Whoa. But yeah, Cliff would teach us the Lucha stuff and he wouldn't let us bleed. He wouldn't let us do any of that hardcore shit. All the divas love Foley, by the way. It's a true story. You can read if you read the books or uh, yep. talk to read their interviews. They all love him. Blair is wearing him out with that barbed wire bat. Blair's taking a break, and Foley's like, "Yeah, yeah break, break." This, this, is, this is a hardcore oh, wrestling. Oh, 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 yes, I'm tired. Oh, Melina is not happy right now. No, she's not. Oh, she's trying to throw in the towel. (laughs) 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, this was a cra- crazy ending to an I Quit match. She throws the towel in, but this is, you know, this is WWE, so this stuff was pretty normal. Uh, Flair is just a crimson mask. Look at that guy. It's like if you watch a soap opera or ever have watched a soap opera, like you only get a progression on Friday, and then it's not really even a progression. It's like a sideways squad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he is not done. He is not done. He is going to wear Foley out. Boom again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it is. This is where Flair just rolls himself through the thumbtacks. He just rolls himself through them. (laughs) DJ, I don't think he meant to do that. The way he got up from that, he seemed pretty pissed off at himself. (laughs) Low palm there. I think for a minute, Flair forgot where he was, forgot the tax were there, and just was like, wait a minute. That's hilarious. Oh, is he bloody? Oh, man. Yikes. 
Rob, wow, speechless. Yeah. This match wasn't nearly as long as I remember it being, but yeah, it was, uh, I think that's a perfect clincher for the Halloween show of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. A bloody Ric Flair, a bloody Mick Foley, and Rob ready to lose his dinner (laughs) over the whole thing. I mean, wow. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed watching Flair and Foley beat the ever-loving hell out of each other at SummerSlam of 2006. Let's put that to bed, and uh, while we still got some time, guys, um, I know, Tony, you don't watch a whole lot of NXT, but I know you keep up with the stuff. Um, Let's talk about NXT, because I watched uh, this week's uh, Halloween Havoc episode, and I got to say, for my money right now, as far as watchability... NXT's knocking it out of the park. And I said on your podcast last night that I think, and I agree with AJ, uh, He one, AJ Belash was saying everybody should be watching NXT. I think minute for minute, it's probably the best wrestling show on TV. You know, and that's not to imply that I don't enjoy Raw or SmackDown um, for very different reasons. But I just think the pacing of the show, the time allotted to everyone seems pretty even. And I like where a lot of the storylines are going. I think it's being well run, like you said, and I think it's being uh, it's it's a smart play what they're doing because you don't. It's kind of like JV and varsity in sports, right? You don't necessarily implement the overall game plan to the JV where you do the varsity, but you integrate the things that will be necessary at the base of that pyramid. And that's what Shawn Michaels does and then hands him off to Triple H where he puts the final coat of paint on it and now you have your WWE product. And it's right. more important now than ever because NXT at its prime was NXT signing all the free agent indie people that deserve to be in WWE. Now it's about building people, right? So Triple H did a great job of taking all those people that were already refined and putting him into a WWE bag, Shawn Michaels is doing an even better job taking the people that have the talent and molding them into what could be a WWE superstar. Yeah. Right, Rob, what's your take on it? Um, I th- it's the absolutely the uh, most, I'd say, the most efficient usage of the roster that they have. Um. And it's, it is the best use of time because, well, Raw is three hours, so Raw is always going to drag in some places because it's three hours long. Um, and that's no matter, you know, they can book seven matches of the year on the show in one night and it's still going to drag it just because it's three hours. Um, SmackDown sometimes can get, they can lean a little too much heavy on the bloodline stuff to the point where they make other things feel not very important. Uh so nothing on NXT feels like like yeah they they don't yeah nothing really feels unimportant and even if if they only give somebody thirty seconds of TV time they make the thirty seconds matter um like everything they do everything that everything that happens on the show has some type of backstory or some type of purpose behind it um, they don't just send people out there to have a match 
or and then when they do some and there's always you know again there's always backstory filled in there's always it, you know because sometimes on you know there are times on the other shows where it feels like they're doing playing universe mode on 2k which is like okay well this week we have a match this week we have a tag team match this week we have a run-in you know and um just when the way the stuff is done on nxt is doesn't really feel that way um they make everything feel like it has a purpose and feel like there's more to it than just well we had to book a match for these folks this week uh so yeah i mean i think it is uh the best run two-hour show uh, i mean it's, it's out of everything there of all, out of all the shows that are on right now um and then <clears throat> when you combine everything when you combine you know the number of people they have to work with the number of people they have to incorporate um and all of that i think yeah it is the best usage of time the best usage of the people there and you know because a lot of the talent there is very green you know they they protect them they you know they a lot of the matches are short and that's in actually it's for the better of the people there because against so much of the roster there now is really green you know people and so that you don't you don't do them any favors leaving them out there for 12 or 15 minutes a lot of them so so yeah i mean they just they make good use of everything uh they you know they they've been incorporating main roster people and i think that's as much about pump i mean that that is it is good integration with the people who are there but um I mean, and then it is also about pumping up the number a little bit. Uh, but I'll take the, even though like I don't watch this every week, this is this is what they're doing now is is clearly better for the company. And look, as much as we loved a lot of the NXT Black and Gold stuff, ultimately that was not, you know, that was not good for the long term future of the company. Um, you know, bringing in all those 30 something year old, you know, kind of ring of honor slash indie wrestling all stars. And I mean, yeah, I mean, they were having the five star matches and all that stuff and everything. And yeah, and then just, I mean, the, the wrestling was better during NXT black and gold for sure. But you ended up with a lot of people who didn't even want to go to the main roster. Um, and you can't have that. Right. I mean, you can't. You know, you, you can't have bunch of guys in college football or triple a baseball who just say you know what i'd rather stay down here um yeah you, can, you know um you can't ultimately you can't so yeah there's a lot was, of stuff yeah i think it was chomp i was reading about the other day was talking about that that time period and while he agrees it wasn't a healthy mindset they also had a a certain amount of roster pride for what they were doing down in nxt and it wasn't so much that they were quote unquote afraid to go up and work for the old man they just really dug what they were doing down in NXT. And, you know, I, I believe black and gold. I always will. I love that time period of NXT. I was, while I didn't publicly boo-hoo and bellyache about it when they rebranded it to the to the color splash and everything, the 2.0 rebrand a couple years ago, I wasn't in my feelings about it, but I was a little like, okay, you're taking away my toy. And, you know, NXT Black and Gold was my toy. It was my escape from, you know, regular WWE programming. But I wrote it out because there were some people there that I was hopeful for. And I got to say, they've settled into a nice um, compromise 
between what black and gold used to be and what the rebrand and what it should be as a developmental brand. You know, we've got some workers in there who can definitely go out there and put on 15, 20, 25 minute NXT black and gold matches. Ilya Dragunov is one of them. You know, we've got Tyler Bate thrown in there. I mean, there's some guys in there that can go and they're mixing it up with the talent that WWE is trying to develop and everybody is elevating themselves. Like, I always thought Ilya was a good wrestler. Like, his match with Gunther, well, previously Walter, for the NXT UK Championship. Absolute dogfight. And I liked the match, but to be perfectly honest, at that point in time, I could have given a crap less about Ilya Dragunov. I thought he was a great worker. But now, now that he's developed this persona and he's evolved into what this is, he's benefiting as much as anybody is, and I think that's amazing. And so while I was a little skeptical and a little hesitant with the rebrand, I think where it's at right now is much better off than it would have been had we tried to stay the course with black and gold. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, this, well, we've said this before, black and gold, was it was not sustainable. And, partic- and especially with AEW around because, look, had AEW been around in like 20 20- 16 or something a lot of those guys would have gone there <laughs> okay um probably you know, yeah you know because they look i mean they would have kept doing you know they would have kept doing the same type of work they were doing in ring of honor or whatever and just got paid more for it um so a lot of those guys probably would have gone there uh you know and so just it wasn't sustainable um just doing things that way it look it was great for what it was yeah uh, and you know, we always it's, it's it's there on Peacock. We'll always have it to watch. You know, to go back and watch or whatever. But um, they need to do this. And now, something just going forward. To me, the biggest key for everyone is ex- just managing expectations. Uh, like a lot of our fellow fans on on Twitter and you know they they like to proclaim that like fifty people from there are going to be big stars or whatever. And you know, I mean, they're looking. In, just, I just enjoy the ride, you know. To me, it's like college basketball, right? I mean, they're, when I used to watch college basketball heavy, you know, there were people there who were great players and they were fun to watch. And you thought that a whole lot of them were going to be great in the NBA, and a lot of them, some were and some weren't. But you just, you still, you know, could enjoy what they did when they were in college, regardless of how things happened next. I think that's true in any sport. And, and you know, even Tony made the, the analogy earlier, you know, varsity versus JV. You know, I think back to college football, Florida, University of Florida, Danny Werfel, Tim Tebow, two guys who were awesome, awesome hot on college. Both of them fizzled out in the pros. You know, and same thing could be said for the WWE, you know, JV team. There's a lot of people on there I like. And you have to resolve yourself to the fact that in five years, half of that roster may not be there. It's the fact of looking at Adam Cole and saying, yes. You might have possibly been the biggest NXT uh, star ever. You were amazing in Ring of Honor. You're a big star in AEW. But unless you can turn into 6'2", 235, you're not going to be WWE champion. And you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a rocket strap. That's, that's the end of it. No, it's, and I think a lot of people will look at an Adam Cole and they'll look at a Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan was lightning in a bottle. Like, Daniel Bryan really was one of one when you look at those type of guys. And I think he being special like he was is probably the only reason 
that he got the, the 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 rocket that Adam Cole would never have gotten. I'm not saying Adam Cole's Adam Cole's a great worker. I loved Adam Cole's NXT run, but he's just a a different guy. And even to the body point, though, like Adam Cole is a pencil compared to Daniel Bryan. Also true. Yeah. Also true. Dan, I think Daniel's a little more compact. I think he's shorter, isn't he? I mean, he, I don't even know who's taller, but Daniel Bryan is barrel chested, filled he's got, out. He's got some more mass he, to him, yeah. Right, and, yeah. and you know he he did that. So, but Adam Cole, I don't even think if he did that, it wouldn't look like that. True. Yeah, and, it's, and that's just you know. It, I mean, look, it just it, you know it happened. Look, you know, I remember Tommy Frazier was a phenomenal college football quarterback. And of course, he never—he's never saw one minute of the NFL. But he, you know, um, he didn't have the skill set to play quarterback in the NFL, right? He—I mean, he couldn't—he couldn't throw the ball well enough to play quarterback in the NFL, and you know, and but look, we still have Tommy Frazier's highlight reel from when he was in Nebraska, right? Um, just because it didn't happen, you know, and just so I say, just be realistic, just guys, just when you watch NXT, just enjoy it. They're putting on a really good show. Just enjoy it for what it is, and whoever gets to the you know whoever gets to the next level and turns into something up there, that's great, and it, you can enjoy them there also. Um, if it doesn't happen, then then you know what, uh, you know don't don't turn into Mister Bad Booking, blah 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 blah. You know, <laughs> don't don't you know. But this is a time really look right now we can just sit back and enjoy what they're doing and enjoy what everybody's doing and you know you know wish the best to everybody when they do go up but for right now there's what they're doing is really good now and i dare say there's nobody where i don't think anybody's being wasted even like there's nobody there right now where you're like well i hope they get treated better when they go up right that's not that's not really happening right now with anybody there right um, I mean, there have been people in the past, you know, that, you know, that, you know, like Bianca Belair in particular is kind of the first one a lot of people think of, right? Um, but I don't think, they're, you know, with this batch, I don't think we're going to have any, you know, we're not going to have anybody that, you know, that when they when they finish in NXT just feels kind of incomplete, right? Uh, I think they're going to get whatever these folks are going to have to give or to, to deliver while they're in NXT, I think. The way it's being run right now, they're going to get everything there is to get out of everybody there while they're there. Right. All right. Well, why don't we, before we get out of here, uh, first thing I want to do is invite everyone to go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. From there, you can browse, peruse, look at, if you will, the T-shirt selection from your favorite Chair Shot Radio Network podcast including this very podcast, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, pick up a T-shirt. The starving artists on this show will thank you. Your body will thank you if you get it in soft style. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go pick one up for yourself. Pick one up for your loved ones. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to plug a couple of things. Um, Rob and I are frequent guests with uh, EJ from the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. He and I are going to be hooking back up with EJ in about a week or so, doing some more wrestling retrospective. But uh, Tony, Tony's got a big show lined up next week for the DWI 400. I'm going to turn the floor over to our guest, Mr. PC Tony. Talk about that one a little bit. Tell us what to expect next week, sir. 
I, I mean, anybody and everybody from ChairShot Radio Network, hopefully. Um, and there is quite possibly a Pod is War reunion happening. Um, so we'll see if that happens. And and it's just going to be uh, everybody catching up, saying hi, shenanigans, and maybe a little Crown Jewel uh, preview. That's about it. And again, that is the DWI podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. I'm going to tell you right now. Get in on it. Get in on the ChairShot Radio Network. All the podcasts. We've got everything from sports entertainment to sports entertainment. Podcasts galore. Articles galore. Rob's written some stuff for the ChairShot Radio Network. It's just absolutely everything you need all in one place. Got a great camaraderie. I think that's the biggest thing that I enjoy the most out of being part of this network is I've been on your show I've been on the bandwagon nerds with with Patrick O'Dowd. It's been a lot of fun. We have Ray Cash on here frequently doing the Attitude of Aggression podcast with you and Dave. I think uh, the biggest thing about ChairShot is, Platt put it best, um, are you smarter than the average wrestling fan? Then we're for you, right? Like, we're trying to approach this with a little grain of salt and... You know, we know what's going on, but we we don't actually know what's going on. And if that makes sense to you, then you're you're the perfect person to listen. And if it doesn't make sense, listen, and it will. If if anything else, Rob will give us some sense on the numbers. Tony will give us some sense and have a beer, and I make absolutely no sense at all. So that's not true. That's not true. That's so check that out next week. That is DWI 400. Going to be a special, overstuffed, extra large, giant-sized episode of that. And the Mindless Wrestling Podcast is going to be back every week on Saturday mornings. We usually drop. We are going to cut it short here. Uh, we usually, you know, actually run on a short show. And I'm okay with it this week. So I'm going to wrap back around the room here and thank my co-host, uh, Mr. Tunney. Thank you for coming on, sir. No, I appreciate it. Always great to come on here. Thank you guys for taking care of us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, at PC Tunney, Chair Shot Radio Network. Just search it. Go wherever you stream stuff, Chair Shot Radio Network. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, fun night tonight between both shows. Yeah, it was, and uh, this, this was this was something else here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had a watch along that Rob hadn't actually seen. I was hoping to get his live reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I got what I wanted out of this one. And uh, that's uh, Rob Nauseous. And as always, I am the man with the award-winning and holy beard DJ. You have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. We're out of here till next week. <laughs>